0: Cultivate Simple, Episode Sixty Three, Stew
1: Six Point I'd rather be a farmer. I'd rather work the land. I'd rather see the mountainsides. I'd rather see your. Head. I'd rather swim the ocean. I'd rather not pretend. I'm recording. I'd rather do <laughs>
0: Welcome to Cultivate Simple, an honest and unrehearsed discussion about trying to live a more simple life. And this is episode 63, and today we're talking about everything and anything because it's Stew 6.0.
2: Do. Does that mean it's like Mavericks? We're gonna mix it up. Just gets worse and worse the more oh. you get.
0: Yeah, I, and for those of you out there who own Macintoshes, if you have not upgraded to the newest operating system, don't. uh I'm just having more problems with my computer lately, and it's just frustrating. Because everything, you know, it's it's so funny when companies upgrade, and I throw some air quotes around that upgrade things. Um, and it just breaks what was already really really good Um, And the weird
2: thing about Mavericks is that the newer versions of like Pages and um, Numbers and a bunch of those other other programs actually have fewer features and take a step back so that they can be used on the iPad, which is really frustrating for someone like me. I mean, I didn't upgrade and I read about the changes in these programs and I'm not going to upgrade because all the stuff they did away with is the stuff that I use because I use it for what it's intended to be used for. Right. You know, most people aren't creating brochures and stuff on their ipads and it's kind of dumb that they're scaling back some of the best features i think that Mm -hmm. you know it makes it a program that you can use for designing brochures and for those kinds of things and don't you don't have to have photoshop or you know some of those other programs to do it so that's kind of frustrating when that happens i think
0: well and it's the same thing they're doing with the operating system it's kind of like what uh Microsoft did with uh, Windows 8 is they try to make it more, um, more like the tablet experience. Mm-hmm. And in that process, it just screws everything up because the desktop is not a tablet. Right, and, and you so,
2: can't dumb down the t- the desktops in order right. to make them.
0: Because people actually to have make, to use these machines for exactly work. So to they make scale money. down all the programs, <laughs> you
2: know? and then they're just unusable for yeah. people who are using them for what they're intended to be used for. Right. So, yeah, that's really frustrating.
0: Yeah, that's that's the way I felt about, uh, which, I mean, you know, I kind of became a fuddy-duddy in this. But the uh, the new version of Final Cut Pro, when, it, when I was doing a lot of video yeah, editing. Final Cut X. Yeah, Final Cut X. Um, they basically just completely changed it, took out a lot of the features that were needed. And I know that they've added some of those back in. But luckily, my video editing career uh, has been scaled back substantially, so I haven't had to try to relearn the program from the ground up. Of course, now that I've been away from video editing for a while, it might be a good time to relearn the program because I wouldn't have... I, I suppose I'd still have some preconceived notions and and or shortcut keys. I mean, I talked about shortcut keys on a couple episodes ago on the podcast and how I use shortcut keys. Well, video editing, there's probably... geez, I would say at least 50 different shortcut keys that I know uh, just by muscle memory. Mm -hmm. And so I can edit very quickly. And a lot of those change too. And just the way that the program edits. And it's just like, you know, why? Why are you changing a good thing? But, you know, maybe maybe I'm just getting old. I did celebrate my 38th birthday this past week.
2: I don't think we're getting old. We just, I think people have always complained about stuff like this. Yeah. Because it happens. It's just annoying when you rely on something and then Mm -hmm. you have to find other ways to do things you used to be able to do. Yeah. Because of, you know, making things better.
0: Well, it's just like the software for the the nonprofit that you manage. Yep. And, you know, donor relations and years of donations and... Yeah. Uh, of records of donors and newsletters and everything else and then the company decides, Hey, we're gonna make this better, so now you have to pay monthly. Yeah. Well, I, I don't want it better. It works fine the way it is. You know, yeah. if you had one or two more features it would be absolutely perfect for what I do, but now you're gonna take it and make me pay, you know, instead of a one time, what was it, three hundred dollars?
2: I was through four hundred that I would pay just about every year to yeah. upgrade. software
0: so now instead of doing that we want you to pay monthly and which
2: i think it would be 150 dollars a month yeah for the amount of um contacts and information that i have in that program so yeah it's frustrating so now i have to spend time finding a new software and then time learning a new software and then hope that doesn't change too
3: right well, and so move everything over. Hopefully, this
2: lasts until my parents retire, and then I can retire. And you can as well. retire,
3: <laughs> be-
0: become the lady of leisure that yes. you've always wanted. I
2: keep joking that I'm going to become yes. the lady of leisure one of these days, which anyone who knows me really laughs because <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they know leisure is. Because that will be the day. Is something that I never, I never can do.
0: I was talking to my dad on the phone tonight, <laughs> um, and he said something about, uh, well. You know, because I I was telling him about joining the fire department. Yeah. He said, "Well, as long as you know," he said, "for the past ten years, it seemed like you've had sixteen irons in the fire." He goes, "Why not put a seventeenth in?" <laughs> <laughs> I said, "Well, I had an extra five minutes, so why not?" Yeah. Um. So tonight we're we've been kind of busy around the place this week. Um. Just a lot of stuff going on. Um, some of which we are going to kind of halfway discuss tonight, very vaguely, but not really say anything. Um, and then (laughs) (laughs) and then the other half we are going to discuss. Be
2: able to figure it out, so don't say anything, BJ. Yeah.
0: Well. Yeah. It's we can talk to her. We're just we're just discussing stuff, and we're going to discuss that. Um, but we decided to do kind of a stew episode because we just had a couple things that we want to talk about. Um. And, uh, and, and just go over briefly. So it might be kind of a meandering episode and, uh, but you know, that's what you get here at, here it Cultivate Simple. It is free. So you really can't complain that much. Um, except for those of you that are, you know, one of our monthly donors or one of our one-time givers, but, uh, we, we ask you not to complain too loudly. Um, and It might be a bit of a short episode, so for Nebraska Dave, you might want to clean your kitchen a little bit faster today. That's right. Uh, Speed
2: wash those dishes, Dave. (laughs) (laughs) Don't break
0: anything. Um, So we're going to start out with uh, Brian's Geeky Corner, because today I... uh, This is an old Geeky Corner, but I re-looked at uh, If This Then That, and... The one cool thing about their about them is mm-hmm. that they're not taking away features and making yeah, the software worse. They're actually nice. adding stuff and making it better. Um some of the channels that they've added recently, which if you don't remember what if this then that is, it's basically a way to bring together all of um all the different services and uh uh it's not just services though. Social networks um just anything cool on the internet basically um they have a way to tie that to something else that's cool on the internet um and it, it it's hard to really nail down You're
2: probably not making any sense to me I'm not anybody. making any
0: sense to anybody um if you go to if this if, if you go to ifttt.com sign up for an account it's free um and they have these things called channels. And what you do is you create a recipe using the channels. Um, And it's if this, then that. So if something happens on, say, Craigslist, or something happens on Etsy, or something happens on Facebook, or at a certain date or time, or if something happens on... uh, uh, One of the coolest ones that they have now is your iOS location. So you can set in your iOS device a location up. Like, when I go to... The store, send me a text message to buy milk. Or, oh,
2: that's interesting.
0: Or, or you can set up to automatically, um, that's or, or like, you know, when I go by the library, yeah. remind me to drop off look, the books or, or to pick from, up the books or, yeah. to, you know, um, and can
2: you set that up with your library program? To,
0: uh, the library program is not in here yet, uh, but there are a couple to do programs now that they have it set up. Um, but ios contacts they now have in your ios photos ios reminders so it's if this then that like i just said if like with the ios location it's if like coming i'm up
2: with an excel formula or function formula yeah or whatever
0: yeah if if i'm near the library if my ios location is near the library then send me a text message um and it can do anything. I mean, it can send, it can phone call, it can work with uh, with Facebook when something's posted to Facebook. It can work with Twitter. It even has um, uh, Belkin, uh, a com- electronics company, came out with light switches and plugs that it can interface with uh, via Wi-Fi, um, YouTube. Uh, it's just, it's really really cool. Once you wrap your head around the concept, um, then it's just. Pretty amazing, the stuff that you can do. And like I said, they've just added all kinds of different uh, channels. And there's recipes that you can browse. You can share the recipes that you come up with. Um, So I've used this before. They have uh, Boxo, which is a a packing track... Tracking oh, yeah. package tracking? tracking. Wow, that's hard for me to say tonight for some reason. So you can put in your tracking number, and then I have it set up that whenever the tracking status changes, it uh, it sends me a chat message because I always have my chat window open mm-hmm. for work, and so then I know when boxes arrive down at um, at the box. the little the little end of the driveway thing because the FedEx guy's afraid to come up the driveway. Um, but you can have it set things to your Google Calendar. You can have it do stuff on uh, on Instagram if you're if you're into that. Um, Last FM. I mean, it's just it's really really cool. Dropbox. You can actually have it any photo that is posted of you on Facebook. You can have it save that to Dropbox. Mm-hmm. I mean, just really neat stuff. So check out if this then that ifttt.com. Like I said, sign up for an account. It's free and just get on there and. Look at the channels, look at the uh, recipes that are shared, and you'll start to see the coolness that can happen uh, with If This Then That. It's just a good way to bring together, um, you know, computers were made so that our lives would be easier. And it seems like as more of these services come out and and we get more involved, it just gets more complicated. And so this kind of helps bring those
3: things together to do work for you. Um,
2: Yeah, it kind of like...
3: It's like a conglomerate. Yeah. It's like, it's kind of a personal assistant kind of thing. I mean, it's what computers are meant to be.
0: Um, So there you go. So that brings us on to
2: what's for dinner? Leftovers.
0: But birthday meal leftovers. That's right. And you made a post about this, uh, about our lasagna I on did. the blog this past week.
2: I did. And about how all the ingredients were started. I mean, it all started in the fall of 2012 when I planted garlic. Mm -hmm. That was the first ingredient for this meal that I used.
0: It was definitely a slow food meal. And
2: on through. Um, I mean, you know, they're not just used for this meal. It's for just about everything we eat. But it's interesting when you um, really try to grow a lot of your own stuff and um, you really take a kind of a, I don't know, hands-on approach, so to speak. It's really interesting when you're making food and you're grabbing all of these ingredients, how you notice that and you think about all of the steps that went into it and how it just, um, it's just, you know, it brings a whole lot more meaning to -hmm. the meal, I think. Um, And I, I mean, that's one thing. I love to garden and I love to grow my own food and I love how... Uh, how that brings all of this extra kind of richness into our lives because of that. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, I mean, it was, it's a tasty meal. The good thing about lasagna is it's even better, I think as leftovers.
0: Yeah. Once everything has had a chance to kind of meld together and
2: yeah. Yeah. And I made the fresh ricotta cheese with milk from the farm for it. And um, sauce I made earlier this summer from tomatoes in the garden and onions that I grew and, garlic and herbs that I grew so and plenty um, of
0: plenty of sausage from our piggies two
2: pounds of sausage from our piggies um so yeah it was was, it's really good it's fantastic it's a a really good dish Um, usually when I make lasagna I make two pans and then and I make them in these little uh kind of pyrex dishes that are smaller since there are only two of us and then I freeze it so I'll make um, four, like four little trays, like half trays kind of of lasagna. And then I freeze three and keep one out to the bake. This time I only made one big, big dish. So we'll be eating leftovers for a couple of days. Yeah, that's fine with me. But you can always throw, you know, throw that in the freezer if you get sick of it or whatever. But
0: I will not get sick of that. Trust me. <laughs> <laughs> that's why I requested it as my birthday meal.
2: Yeah.
0: Um. Yeah, so yeah. Thank you very much for making that. That's it was delicious
2: It was good and I love lasagna because it really you don't need a recipe for lasagna I mean you just can be creative and put it's kind of like pizza I mean put whatever you like in there. I really like lasagna um in the summer i'll make it with thinly sliced zucchini instead of the noodles, which I really like it like that because I really like zucchini um and the zucchini kind of tastes like the noodles. I remember the first time i made it you were worried because you thought it would be terrible but then you were like wow this is actually really really good yeah. <laughs> so i mean i like that too and i really like zucchini and it's a great way to use up all that zucchini that you have in the yep. summer and people it's are way always faster. giving away zucchini yeah. and it's way faster than making your own noodles because i always make my own noodles so or if you don't happen to have noodles i mean it's just a great way to get some extra vegetables and stuff mm-hmm. so i mean i put mushrooms and uh Sausage in this, I would do I would alternate layers. One layer with sauce, the other layer would have mushrooms, sausage and um cheese in it. So but you could use artichokes, um roasted red peppers. I mean you could do all kinds of really interesting things with lasagna. I've made chili lasagna before, um, skyline chili lasagna yep. with the noodles and cheddar cheese and kidney beans and that kind of stuff. So For those of you
0: of the Cincinnati style chili. Yeah. Lasagna
2: is one of those really interesting things that you can really make different. I mean, you can make, I've made Mexican lasagna before where I take, I make like a taco meat and then I use some Monterey Jack cheese and, um, you know, a layer of onions and peppers and that kind of stuff. So, I mean, I think something like fajita lasagna would be really good too mm-hmm. with lots of cilantro. And
0: You could even like crush up some tortilla chips and sprinkle them over the top yep, when you serve it. Add a little bit casserole, of Casserole,
2: I suppose, at that point. But, yeah.
0: Adds a little bit of crunch. Yeah. you sort of a
2: Yeah. I mean, lasagna is one of those things that's good to learn how to make and learn to be creative with. Mm-hmm. I think something like um, butternut squash and sage would be fantastic in lasagna with like a creamy white sauce. Because I make butternut squash ravioli and it's just amazing. But just laying, I mean, making ravioli is pretty labor intensive. I think layering it all in a dish would be Really fantastic. I'll have mm-hmm. to do that sometime. That sounds really good.
0: You just come up with that.
2: Yeah, I did. Yeah. I was thinking about that. I'll do anything to eat butternut squash and sage. I really, <laughs> like, <laughs> I really like that comment this time of year. I just really love it. It's, when, you know, it's kind of a warming thing to, to eat.
0: So check out that post on the blog. Uh, I believe that was on Saturday that you posted that. Um, yes. So check out that post and you can see some delicious... Pictures of our lasagna and be very jealous of my birthday meal. <laughs> yeah, that was, was a good way to celebrate the birthday. Um, yes, yes, it was. So moving on to our topic for the evening, the uh, we've been busy the past couple days because um, Susie finally got fed up with the uh, the house as as is the pattern when we have a house is she gets fed up with something about it and decides it's time to change it and we we really haven't done anything to this house since we moved in uh, a year and a half ago and so
2: and we were talking about that tonight today as we were working we were talking about how probably one of the reasons is because we did so much at the other house before we sold it i mean We finished the entire upstairs, so we added two bedrooms, a sitting room, um, and a bathroom to our house. Right, from stud
0: walls to completely finished rooms. Three
2: weeks it took us to do that. Um, And it went from a big open space to all of that. We put down hardwood floors, we drywalled, we did
0: all the plumbing, all the electrical everything
2: exactly and then we also before we moved we redid our laundry room and we put Mm -hmm. um because we hadn't put our the hardwood flooring in that room so we had to take everything out of there rip out the linoleum put hardwood floor in there and then repaint that room and then um, we also
0: redid the main bathroom downstairs
2: right and we put in marble hex tile um a new vanity painted the walls made all of the trim for that room mm-hmm. and then we also we had an office like a home office that had built-in cabinets and we wanted to take the i mean they were kind of built-in cabinets there were cabinets that were attached to the wall right but we wanted to bring the cabinets with us to maine so um we took all of those off of the wall and because we had to put them up with like l brackets and huge bolts and stuff yeah there were some big holes in the wall so you know you don't want to leave and leave all but in there. So we patched all that and showing. we ended up painting that room as well. So,
0: so if you're keeping score at home, that's, uh, pretty much, we, we added, we created out of nothing, two bedrooms, a bathroom and a sitting room. Uh, we redid the stairs. Oh yeah. That was another thing you forgot. I painted the stairs and
2: stained the, I painted the risers and stained the treads.
0: um, so we did that. We redid the laundry room, the floor in the laundry room, redid the bathroom, patched the walls in the office, and repainted those. And we did a lot of the trim. Redid a lot of the trim. Oh, we painted the, uh, the what, what is that called? The uh, stair stairway down to the basement, too.
2: Oh, yeah, and I painted the stairs. Yeah. <laughs>
0: so a lot of work. We
2: should mention work. the rooms we didn't paint.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, our bedroom.
2: And the living room and the kitchen. Yeah. That was it.
0: That was it. So, yeah, it was just a lot of work, and it was all in a three-month period. Um, So, yeah, was yeah that, that's the I reason could. we haven't done anything to this house. And you can go back to that time, probably between June of 2012 and, yeah. uh, like, July or August, I think. Cause that's probably all the blog posts. If you go back in, to the blog, uh, into the archives, I'm to find you'll see the him.
2: Post of uh, when we put it up for sale. I think oh, we and have... the
0: pillars on the front porch.
2: Oh yeah, we redid that too.
0: And you linseed oiled the whole, all of the siding on the house. Right, because it looked to terrible. restore it. <laughs> Jeez, we did a ton of stuff. It's yeah, no wonder. Did. That we haven't done anything to this house in the year and a half that we've lived here. I mean, we've done nothing to this house. Um, Absolutely nothing. Except, except cleaning. And this summer we painted the the barn. Um, That's true. But that was more out of necessity than home improvement and wanting to... Although it looks great with snow around it. That's fantastic. So, but that has all worn off oh. as everything does. And now Susie is...
2: You just get sick of the it like makes you apathetic yeah and finally i was like if i don't paint the wall soon i'm just gonna (laughs) crawl into bed and never get out
0: (laughs) i'm gonna go lay in the snow beside tara
3: Um,
2: (laughs) you just get like i don't know well sometimes i think you need to do a little something to make your surroundings a little more your own yeah um It's hard. I mean, it's hard because it feels like you're living in a rental again. And those of you who live in rentals or who have lived in rentals know what I'm talking about. It's that weirdness of not being able... You feel like you can't...
0: It's not yours.
2: Yeah. So I feel like we just really needed to start doing some of these projects to Mm. get rid of that weird feeling.
3: And the previous owners, too. I mean, the...
0: They really didn't do much to improve the house before they left, and so right. you know the paint that is on the walls has been there for quite a while. Um, you and know, it the, definitely
2: shows its age. Yeah,
0: the flooring has been here for quite a while. I mean, everything has been here for quite a while. Everything needs spruced up and touched up, and um, and some things need redone because they either weren't done, you know, up to our standards <laughs> the first time, um, but. Uh, and then as we've said before on the podcast, this house was built in four different sections. And so some of the interior walls used to be exterior walls. (laughs) And so it's, you know, board and batten siding on the inside (laughs) of our house. Um, but that's kind of a typical main home, but we, you know, we just really want to start doing little projects here and there. No major, you know, renovation or anything yet. I really
2: want to hear about the bathroom
0: yeah and we'd really like to rip out the kitchen yeah and we'd really like to take the staircase that's in the middle of our living room out but right. you know then we couldn't get upstairs for a while
2: we could, um we could just have a rope
0: a rope a rope ladder oh. we could have a fireman's pole that you have to <laughs> slide back up to <laughs> climb up <laughs> um so yeah we're starting to do a few little projects and we started with what is now our bedroom um because it was uh a really weird blue color um yeah i don't know how you would even describe that color a really weird blue um yeah,
2: it's kind of smurfy
0: yeah smurfy smurfy blue
2: Pitufus, as we called them when i was growing up
0: with the ceiling was kind of a it's like tannish
2: it's like a you know in the crayola crayon box where you have skin <laughs> <laughs> like in the old ones the flesh before, colored one <laughs> before cultural diversity and all yeah. of that stuff. Yeah. Where the skin was like that weird brownish, pinkish, whitish, yellowish kind of weirdness yeah. that really doesn't look like anybody's skin. Yeah. It's kinda like that color. I that the color
0: is used a lot in this house. Um yeah. and-
2: blue? That kind of I think they were going for a cream. Yeah. But didn't choose I don't know. Just wasn't quite cream, and yeah. then there's brown. That's everywhere.
3: Right, um, like
2: a yellowy brown.
0: So now we're <laughs> we're doing something we've never done before, and that is <laughs> oh, painting <yeah>. everything white.
2: <laughs> that's funny because it's true. We've never had we have never had anything white in our house before. Yeah. We always paint ceilings, or at our old place, we always painted ceilings like the lightest shade of whatever the wall color was. Mm -hmm. So almost white, but with just a hint of whatever the wall color was. Um, So never white. So yeah, it's weird here. And we've never had white walls, ever. Yeah. So yeah, I have uh, a bunch of, I've been collecting ideas here and there and a bunch of the ideas i collect are just where everything's painted white because it kind of makes everything fall into the background And since everything's kind of really weird here Mm -hmm. and there's a lot of hodgepodge going on it just kind of i'm hoping it's just going to make everything kind of clean looking and it brightens everything up because there's a lot of wood paneling that's really dark um so yeah i'm hoping it brightens it makes everything look clean which we need and uh makes everything kind of invisible.
0: And the good thing is it's paint. Exactly. So if we don't like all the white, it's easy to fix it.
2: <laughs> Although, but holy cow, paint's expensive. Yes. <laughs>
0: paint has gotten very expensive. We bought uh, four gallons. Right. Um, three gallons of paint for the walls and the ceiling, and then a gallon for the trim.
2: Which is like a satin paint.
0: Mm-hmm. And I think it was...
2: Like $170. Yeah. I mean, one of the gallons was really expensive because it's the only thing they had at the store in satin. Yeah. Um, but it's one of those paints, is Benjamin Moore paint that has like the primer and everything in mm. it, which will be good for the trim, you know?
0: And all the paint was extra low VOC and right. all that kind of good stuff. I mean, right. it's good paint, but still... It is good
2: paint. And you definitely don't want to cheap out on the paint because that's one of those things that it pays to buy... Good quality, and then you use fewer coats. And then part of the problem is the walls were dark, so mm-hmm. we had to paint. Three
3: yeah, coats three coats on all the
2: walls. Yeah. So and then the be- the other bedroom's even darker. Yeah. So I hope <laughs> we three might coats even just covers and prime there. that because that's um,
0: it's really dark. So and it, I think in that room, they painted over the wallpaper. On one so that's, wall, there
2: was wallpaper that they painted over. And so you can see all the lines. Great, So we're going to have to figure out something to do there. <laughs> Maybe some boards to make it look like...
0: Yeah. The other thing that... or something. That that was one of... That was the uh, their son's room. And he oh, had yeah. a lot of posters on the wall. Yes. So it looks and like... like
2: he constantly changed the posters.
0: Yes. So there's thumbtack holes in all of the drywall, thousands of thumbtack yeah. holes in the drywall. So we'll be doing a lot of patching. We'll
2: be skimming. Yeah. Of course, that's kind of on that wall with the wallpaper, isn't yeah. it?
3: So, so who we knows? We decide depends. to
2: do something else there, maybe.
0: We like home improvement. We really yeah. do. I think that our, it's our, exciting our it's old fun. house, uh, getting ready to sell it, kind of put us over the top in fact yeah. I I remember us saying as we were doing that when we get to the new place we're not doing anything for at least a year yeah. so we did live up to that. Part of it was
2: just trying to figure out what to do because we really want to kind of redo everything really needs redone I mean essentially this house could use a good gutting and then the plumbing needs to be redone um, all the electrical should be redone but we don't want to do that now so it's kind of finding that balance of what you want to do now and how much you want to invest time and money wise and Mm -hmm. doing a little bit of making it
0: livable for five years or 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 five or 10 years
2: and you know what
0: and then hopefully down the road you'll have the money and the time to invest in
2: right making it nice so there's kind of that balance and we've been kind of trying to figure out what we wanted to do and um as far as that goes and so finally we kind of decided yeah Let's just paint everything white, and it will make everything fresh and clean for a while.
0: Yeah, yeah. Because I mean, even upstairs, and when we walked out of the office tonight, I said, "Oh, we got to paint this room next." Because <laughs> um, the uh, like around the light switches, yeah, the, it was just dirty right. from just years and years of dirty hands turning off the light, and you couldn't clean it you off. Can't wash it you can't. Off now. You could not scrub it off. It was just you know ground I mean,
2: in houses just need painted every so often yeah. you know and when you have you heat with wood and you have propane heat and you know the previous owner she loves candles so she's burning a lot of candles which that leaves all of that little city kind of up in the corners of the ceiling and so you know you just have to when you live a lot of life in your house you have to paint every so often yeah. Um, and even at our house in Malvern, we lived there for 12 years and we've painted, we painted every single room at least twice while we lived there. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the bathroom was painted three times. So,
0: so that, yeah. because of that, I decided to put together a couple, uh, home improvement tips for, uh, just things that we've learned. And these are going to be really quick, but might help you out. Um, and just things that we have learned in the many home improvement projects <laughs> oh, yeah, and much and painting as we that. were painting tonight, we were discussing all of the things we that we've just, painted. And we should
2: have just set up a microphone and recorded yeah. our conversation while we were painting.
0: Maybe we should start doing that every once in a while when we're doing a project. Cause we do have good conversations yeah. while we're, uh, projecting. Mm-hmm. Um, because we've painted, not only did we paint that house multiple times, but, uh, we we've painted helped uh, my
2: parents whole house. I think. Mm-hmm. We've helped um, out at our friend's house. We painted their whole house. Yep. At least once, we helped them paint their apartment, didn't we? When yep. they redid the. So we when helped. When they expanded them it. Paint that. Yep. We painted our niece's room once as like a birthday present for him. We went and did a room makeover for him. Yeah, we've done a lot of painting in our day.
0: And then a lot of just other home improvement. And then we painted our barn. Oh well, yeah. And, and
2: that's like all of the other painting put together. Yeah. <laughs>
0: And now we have to paint this whole house. But we've just done a lot of home improvement and learned a lot of things over the years. So here's just some quick kind of tips. The first thing is have the right tool.
2: Yes, and it's always worth buying the right tool and making a special trip to the hardware store to just invest in that right tool to get the job done. Because really trying to make do with what is not right is just sometimes more frustrating and not worth the hassle and the time that it takes.
0: And you're probably going to end up Messing up whatever it is you're working exactly. on, exactly, um, and creating then, more work for yourself. Right, in and then the that's end. going to require a trip to the hardware store anyway to buy a new one of whatever you were trying to do. Yeah. Um, and purchasing the right tool <laughs> yeah. that you should have done in the first place.
2: Exactly. And we start, you know, and we used to try to make do so we didn't have to buy a fifteen dollar trowel or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then eventually we learned, just do it. Yeah, and like when we put down hardwood floors, we put down glue down uh like a hardwood floor at our house in ohio you know we decided to glue it down uh so that it wouldn't squeak or anything and it, we started out with one glue trowel because we thought that would be fine and we didn't want to spend the 15 20 bucks or whatever on another and we quickly learned that it paid off in time to just yeah. have another one so we ended up buying another one when we went back to the store for more glue so
0: oh man that was a lot of glue. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Gallons
2: Jeez. and gallons and gallons huh. of glue.
0: And not only did we lay hardwood floor throughout our whole house, but we also helped our friends lay hardwood floor throughout, throughout their, their whole house. house. <laughs> yeah. Um, Theirs was nailed down. Yeah. The uh, The next tip is that prep is key. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is especially when painting. But in general, um, if you're...
2: Exactly. if Definitely. <laughs> there's nothing worse than people who don't prep right and then you end up like you end up having to deal with so many more problems down the line if you don't prep properly Mm -hmm. things like if you're painting a wall take the time to get one of those get one of those drywall sanders or one of those sanding sponges and just lightly go over all the walls on the ceiling because it knocks off all I mean it'll knock off any dust that's kind of stuck on there and it knocks off just all those little Bits and things that mm-hmm. end up kind of getting stuck in the paint. If people use
0: cheap rollers, if then, they use cheap cheap
2: rollers, yeah. or if you don't um, make sure your room's really clean before you paint, that kind of thing, you know, yeah. you can get specks of dust and dirt and stuff in the paint, and so it pays to. And if it's really bad, um, you can do it in between coats. Sometimes that um makes for a lot nicer finish. Um, we sometimes, depending on what the walls are like, we'll wipe the walls down with mineral spirits because of uh it gets any grease or any kind of uh, film or anything off of it that would. In our old house, we had issues the first time we painted. The previous owners were not sure what happened or what was going on, but the paint just wouldn't ad- adhere in certain places. Um, and so we ended up having to wash all the walls down with mineral spirits before we painted in order to kind of alleviate that. We're not sure what in the world yeah. they had done. Um
0: but, we, we asked that question many, many times. What in the <laughs> yeah. world?
2: But yeah, I mean, doing that kind of prep and when you're painting woodwork and trim or staining, you know, knocking it down with a little bit of sandpaper between every coat yep. just makes a beautiful finish. And if you don't do that, it's not as easy to complete the job and you end up risking more runs, that kind of thing. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm always amazed that it doesn't take that long to do just, I mean, it's not like you just just it a ton, just a quick go over with a piece of fine sandpaper and you're finished when you're painting furniture or any of that kind of stuff. I mean, it just makes for so much nicer finished product, much more profession. I think that's what separates a lot of times the professionals from the un- unprofessionals or yeah. the novices amateurs, yeah. and amateurs is that you just have to take the extra time to do it right.
0: Yep. The next thing is don't rush, um, which, you know, on any project just don't rush if and try you not never to get, get it
2: done faster when you rush right <laughs> i mean you will always end up doing something making a mistake that ends up taking longer so there's no point in trying to rush you know make sure you're giving yourself enough time to complete the project mm-hmm. so that you don't have to rush
0: and the last one is sweat the small stuff which you know usually the phrase yes. is don't sweat the small stuff but as Susie was saying, like with the the sanding between coats and those types of things, um, pay attention to the details, you know, yeah. take those the are what time. Make, I
2: mean, those are the things that really make it different and put it over the edge. Mm-hmm. And we kind of talked over about... Over the top, I believe, the top. is the phrase. Over yeah. the edge is completely different. Yeah, yeah. well, um, <laughs> I've inhaled some low VOC fumes yeah. all day. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't know what I was going to say now. Nah. I mean, that's what separates it from
3: everything else. Mm-hmm. Well, and the
0: thing is, too, if if you don't do something right, you're the one that's always going to notice it. Right. And then it's going to drive you crazy. Right. Um,
2: I try to do things as meticulously and as perfectly as possible. And I still get annoyed at all the places where, it, I mean, I have no control over whether it's going to be perfect or not. But
3: Yeah.
0: It's just like you were saying about, you know, we talked about laying our hardwood floors and we knew where all the little gaps were, where things didn't fit quite right together. And you'd always walk by and kind of look at it and be be like, (laughs) ah. So sweating the small stuff, taking the time to make things right and to do things right. And that goes back to the other things, you know, about prep being key. If, if you don't sand down your walls before you paint and there's something in there and you paint over it and it's still showing, you're, you're going to be driven nuts by that. So Uh, you know, not rushing preparation and then having the right tool. Like we said, again, with painting, since that's what's on our mind, (laughs) since that's what we did all day, um, you know, people go out and buy these dirt cheap rollers and then it's leaving little flecks of itself all over through the paint, you know, don't do that. Spend the extra two bucks on a good roller and, you know, have one that's not going to fall apart. Um, so all those things kind of work together and those are our, those are our home improvement tips. Whenever we do a home improvement project, um, like today I was painting in our bedroom, uh, our chimney from the wood furnace downstairs comes right up through our bedroom and I was painting back behind it. You know, you never, ever, ever, ever will see that. No. But I was saying, look at me, I'm taking time to do this right, you know, <laughs> cause I know, that it's back there. Yeah. Um and so I know that it needs to be done correctly cuz it will it'll drive me nuts forever more if it's wrong. Um
2: Yeah. The funny thing is we painted this room because it was our bedroom cuz we decided our bedroom was the first room we should paint because, you know, you get up in the morning and that's where you are every day. Yeah. And then you go to bed at night, which is funny. I don't know. Bedrooms are kind of funny cuz I, I suppose most people are like us, I don't know. We go to our bedroom and we go to sleep at night. And that's yeah. pretty much the only time we're and in then our bedroom. we wake
0: up, we get dressed, and we. Or if we take a shower, yeah.
2: you know, in the middle of the day. Yeah, you we go, go pick up some, get clothes. some clothes. But it's kind of funny. So, you know, but we decided for some reason that that should be the first room that we paint. Um, but it's funny because we moved our bed into the other bedroom, which is a lot smaller. And then.
0: A lot smaller. It basically fits our bed and our two side tables.
2: And then we were thinking, wow, this be- this room's actually a lot nicer as a bedroom because it's on the north side of the house, so it'll stay cooler in the summer because the other one is south-facing and it gets really hot and it's mm-hmm. two-second story. Um, And then the sun comes in there in the morning so it's super bright in the morning and then the moon shines in there at night so it's super <laughs> bright at night. <laughs> and then the other one on the north side is nice and dark and it's a lot quieter because the wind always seems to come from the south and the east here. Which means... It's always blowing and rattling our crappy old storm windows and the windows. So I mean
0: Yeah, so now we're last
2: thinking winter about... I think half of the nights I was awakened in the middle of the night because of the storm windows rattling, yeah. so so then we moved it over and our bed over and it's just over and on the floor in the other room and we laid in there last night and we're like, Hmm, maybe this'll be our bedroom. So it'd be kinda of <laughs> funny that we end up moving into a room that's not painted. So. <laughs>
0: but I'm sure that will be the next room.
2: I suppose we can move our bedroom back into the painted room for a while and then paint the other room and then move it the back, <laughs> which is a lot of moving of a ridiculously heavy mattress. Yeah.
0: I never, never, ever want to move. I think our mattress
2: move. is made out of lead.
0: I never want to move to a different house again. We're staying here forever, but that's what we said in the beginning. And that kind of, uh, leads us on to the next stew topic for the evening, which is big decisions. um,
2: yeah, I feel like we need some sort of jingle for that, but...
0: Yeah. Uh, big decisions! <laughs> <laughs> no, no, um, I don't think that works. As as I hinted to and kind of joked about at the top of the show, um, we can't really give away a lot of details about the big decisions that are coming down the road for us. Um but we have been discussing them all week and you'll, you'll find out about them soon enough. Um, we'll let you in on them as we do make final decisions, but we, um, just can't put the information out there too, too quickly. And we don't want to, you know, jump the gun as, Mm -hmm. as, as the saying goes, but we kind of came up with, or I came up with some quick tips on, it's like tip night. (laughs) Hey, don't forget to tip your waiters. um, how we handle making big decisions. Uh the first thing we do is we discuss the decision um or the the you know if it's a decision between one thing or another which is what this one is um we discuss it and mm-hmm. through that discussion generally
2: for long periods of time. Right. Throughout the day here and there as we have time.
0: And that's it's interesting how our personalities uh reflect how the discussion goes, because you being an introvert and being more sort of thoughtful about things, Mm -hmm. um, you tend to think about things a lot before you say anything, where me being more of an extrovert, I just say anything that comes to my head. So I'm just kind of walking around spouting out, you know, whatever just pops into my head. um, And then you come up with these good little points that either... You know go against something i said or or uh or you know uh help me to see something in a different light um the next thing you should really do is anticipate uh and by anticipate i mean if you're making a a big decision if you're trying to choose between two paths then anticipate what what is down those paths um And you can't always do that. I mean, you can't do that with 100% certainty because nobody can predict the future. But you can do it with a certain amount of, um, you know, worst case scenario type Mm -hmm. uh, thinking or best case scenario type thinking. And maybe you should do both worst and best case scenario for each of the paths um, because that'll give you a good even understanding of... uh, the decision that you're making between the two. So we've done that. Um, we've gone down both those paths in our minds and what the future could hold and thought about, you know, what is the best case? What is the worst case in both of those? Um, and that's definitely helped in, uh, thinking about this decision. We haven't made a decision, so I can't say in making a decision because we haven't made a decision. The next thing to do is to calculate. Um, If this is something that is going to affect you financially, if the decision is something that's going to, uh, has some sort of monetary value attached to it, then calculate what the cost is. Right. Um, you know.
2: And we did this when we decided to close one portion or one arm of our business. Mm -hmm. Um, we did a lot of calculating to see, you know, how much income we would lose and whether or not we could, we thought we could make up for a portion of it here or there, Mm -hmm. um, that kind of thing
0: but we also figured out that it was going to cost us less because we didn't have to buy you know equipment and Mm -hmm. there wasn't as much travel and so on and so forth so but calculating that and getting some sort of hard figures really helps out um because then you can look at it it's not uh like a theoretical but that's not the right word it's not a uh it's not a decision based on just emotion. It's something right. based on fact. Right. Um, I think that's Is that the
2: right key word? to... I think a lot of times we let our emotions make decisions for us. And yep. it's fine to allow emotion in the thing because emotions are important. But you need to balance that out um, with data, information. I think a lot of times when new things come up, people have a tendency. It's like the whole new girlfriend boyfriend kind of thing yeah. um, you know when you're in high school you remember that as soon as someone new starts paying attention to someone then all they can re- see is the stuff they don't like about the other person because they're trying to rationalize right moving on and i think you have to be careful with emotions in that regard so that you don't end up making the wrong decision that way I mean, you can be a little more like non-biased about it but emotions are important in these things i think you just have to really be able to balance them out and keep them in check so that you don't end up a year down the line wondering what happened and feeling like you made a huge mistake because you didn't fully look ahead
3: Mm -hmm. um yeah
0: had a point there but it completely left as soon as your sentence finished (laughs) Because you're old. <laughs> it is, because I'm in my late 30s now. Um, <laughs> the next thing to do is to decide. You know, once you've discussed, once you've weighed both options and tried to see into the future, um, and then you you calculate the cost of each one, then, then make a decision. Um, and I guess this one kind of goes along with the next one, which is don't look back. Um, once you've made your decision... Yeah. You know, don't second guess yourself. Go full force into whatever decision you make Mm -hmm. Um, and, you know, give it your best shot. Because I think that a lot of happiness is, uh, and you've said this before, happiness is more about how you choose to react to a situation rather than... um,
2: What really happens in a situation or what's happening around you. It really is. I mean, I think your, your mindset really plays a huge role in your happiness um, because we've been tremendously happy in some really, really crappy situations that we've yeah. had to deal with in life. Um, and we've been happy through it all. But it's a mindset, you know, and being able to, first of all, see failures as failures and as learning opportunities, you know, not just letting it devastate you. And then I think another one is just being able to kind of have hope for the future and
3: be willing to change and kind of grow and
2: change as you get get older and as you move through life and mm-hmm. being able to accept the, um, being a little more laid back, I think, about things that come and go and realize that that happens and, Enjoy it for what it is, you know, enjoy the season that you're in for whatever, whatever it is. It may be a really crappy situation. It may be a really great situation, you know, and don't waste each situation longing for something else Mm -hmm. because we've had some of our, I mean, some, some of the crappiest situations we've been through have ended up being really, really great as far as personal growth, relationship growth, um, just really being able to step back and realize how blessed you are and just really enjoy that Mm -hmm. because I mean, that's what you can, that's what you do in those tough situations.
0: And I think having perspective on situations is also a big part of that, you know, seeing that.
2: Right. I think we live in a very dramatic society where everything is like the end of the world and people focus on that and just like, Constantly, instead of looking ahead or yeah. you know realizing that it's temporary, yep. realizing that it's an opportunity for something that it's not a big deal to change. Yeah,
0: yeah. Um. So yeah, big decisions. Um,
2: yeah, big life-changing decisions yeah. might be coming up.
0: And we, you'll you'll be along for the ride. That's for sure. Yeah. Um. So yeah, we've been. We've been having a lot of uh, a lot of debate and discourse this week, um, and yeah, I don't know
2: that it's debate.
0: No, it's because
2: debate is usually opposite sides, right?
0: No, yeah, we're we're kind of on the same side, <sighs> so we'll see what happens. I was talking to my dad on the phone tonight, and I just said, you know, he he lives down in Florida, um, and we've been down to visit him once, and. But you're getting
2: Uh, almost to the age you need to move to Florida. Yeah, I
0: know. I know. Thank you. You're always six months behind me. Remember that? (laughs) Always younger. Um, (laughs) But for six months out of the year, you're the same age. You're still six months younger because you're halfway to the other age. Whatever. (laughs) So anyway, my dad was saying, uh, you know, I don't know if you will ever make it back down to Florida. And I just said to him, you know, you never know. You never know what life is going to bring because, exactly. you know, how, how would we know, uh, two years ago or, you know, two and a half years ago that we'd be living in Maine yeah. and now here we are, you know, it's just all, everything you think about all the different things that have happened over the past 15 and a half years of our marriage. And we've just been through some crazy stuff, you yeah. know, and, and, amazing situations and seen some really awesome things and some really terrible things and uh you just never know you never know what, what life's gonna bring next so
2: it's gonna be fun when we're involved that's for sure
0: uh it's always gonna be an adventure because
2: can have a good time no matter what's going on
0: there's no doubt fun will be had uh books of the week let, uh, let
2: me get to my blog post
0: Actually, book of the, well, one of the books of the week, I, I mentioned it quickly last week, but I'm yeah. actually going to recommend it this week, <laughs> is uh, is the James Bond, the Infl- Ian Fleming, uh, James Bond books on audiobook. I am really enjoying them. Um, I'm just starting my second one. Have, and- is it
2: a British person reading it? Yes. Okay, good. Because and, I was going to say, I mean, James Bond is British, so right, it better right. be British. Yeah.
0: And not only that, but he does kind of, uh, because these books, um, the, I'm trying to listen to them in order of how they were written. So they were written, you know, back in the, the 60s. Um, 60s? Even So late, which one late, did you listen to first? Late 50s? I can't remember when the first ones were written. But anyway, um uh i listened well the first one i listened to because the first one i get a hold of from the library was uh, live and let die okay and now i'm listening to casino royale mm. which casino royale i believe actually came out before live and let die mm-hmm. um but i th- the other cool thing about him is not only is it british but he also talks with kind of that 1960s like tv or movie like you know kind of talks real fast when the americans are talking oh, yeah. you know uh, the american detective <laughs> so, you see, we're going to go over here, and we're going to do this. That's, That's awesome. Yeah, it's pretty cool. So, I'm going to recommend the, uh, the James Bond audiobooks. If you are into audiobooks, get those from your library. Um, they're super great. What's the book that you have?
2: Um, I wanted to recommend... Get back to my post here. The Not So Big House. Mm. It's an interesting book about um, making your home and your surroundings um, functional and perfect and focusing on quality versus quantity so not having such a giant house but focusing instead on surrounding yourself with really well made really great things that you absolutely love Um, it's a really interesting book I think I really like it Um, I read it I haven't read it recently but I read it a couple times over the previous 10 years or so Cool. And then... What? We also wanted to talk about Hell. Oh, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. We decided... This isn't really a book of the week. It isn't but... a book of the week, but we figured we would mention it for any of our sci-fi. Um, although anybody who likes sci-fi has already watched this.
0: Well, yeah. But actually, we could mention the other show, too. Um, yes. We've been long-time Battlestar Galactica fans. Uh, yes. Watched... We even went
2: to the Battlestar Galactica exhibit out um, at a museum... In Which s- museum was it? Was it in Seattle? Yes, in Seattle. I forget the name of the museum. It was the sci-fi... Uh... Isn't it like the pop culture museum or yeah.
3: something? Yeah.
2: I don't know. Something like that. Yeah. They had <laughs> One a of Battle those Star museums Galact- out there. <laughs> I we, we went, went to, there for we the BSG. We went to a bunch of museums. Yeah. So, but we enjoyed the Battlestar Galactica exhibit that they had. Yep.
0: Um,
2: so we started. We, we decided to rewatch it because it's been a long time since we watched it. And it's Uh
0: offered for free on, or or for streaming if you're an Amazon Prime member on Amazon. So we're re-watching that. But if you're a BSG fan, you might want to watch uh, a series called Falling Skies, which is a current series. Mm -hmm. It's actually produced uh, on TNT. And the first three seasons are on Amazon Prime. So if you're an Amazon Prime member... Uh, you can watch those for free, but it's a—it's actually a pretty good show. It's got Noah Wiley from *Known for um, ER* um, uh, as one of the main characters, and just a really. Uh, typically, I don't like alien movies. Um, yeah, me neither. Uh, or or TV shows. Yeah, uh, you know, zombie apocalypse is definitely more likely. We had this d- debate, you know, yeah. which is more likely: zombie apocalypse or alien invasion? Um, but for an Alien Invasion TV show, it's actually pretty good. Um, I don't want to give away too much, but, you know, mm-hmm. the the first season or the first few episodes, as usual in TV shows, is kind of rough. Um, except for Battlestar Galactica, the first, the miniseries is really, mm-hmm. really good. It is really good. Um, really well thought out and action-packed. But anyway... Um, <laughs> So yeah, we're watching that as well. We'll put links to all of those, to the books and to the TV show uh, under Books of the Week uh in the show notes which you can find at cultivatesimple.com or com, and over in the right hand sidebar there's a, a link to the most recent episode or a link to all of the episodes if you just started listening uh to the podcast in the past couple months or something uh we've got 63 episodes for your listening pleasure so go back and download all the episodes most of them aren't really time sensitive so you know you can listen to them and it won't be uh it won't be outdated information. Um, so that's uh, that's Stu 6.0 for tonight. Oh, and yeah, while you're over there looking at old archive episodes, give us a few bucks. Uh, <laughs> that's all I'll say about that. Um, that's it. Stu
2: 6.0. Did you want the spam comment of the week?
0: Oh, of course. We're going to finish. From now on, I said we're going to finish the the episode with the here it is, the Spam
2: Comment of the Week! Selling books these days is going out, as you say, and manufacturing a meek rat one book at a time. In the digital world, we ought want to click a button and sell a thousand books. It's not done that way. Of course you did miss the third great way to sell a book. Go to NASCAR, buy a slot on Tony Stewart's car and paste the cover of your novel. It may cost more than TV spots and ads, but it's the best billboard in the world shown to the most loyal fans in the world.
1: I'd rather be a farmer. I'd rather work the land. I'd rather see the mountainsides. I'd rather see your hands. I'd rather swim the ocean. I'd rather not pretend. I'd rather do some thinking now. Somehow it all depends. If I could fly. see my hometown I'd rather hold my wife I'd rather never question things That's the story of my life I'd rather not be crying I'd rather just be I'd rather brave the cleansing fire I'd rather feed my soul If I could Open to suggestions. I'm crying out to you. I'm ready to be finished here. I'm ready for this season. If I could f-